Welcome to a very special edition of the Salmon Says podcast. This is one I've been looking forward to and not looking forward to doing. And I'll tell you why here in a moment. Wrap it up the end of the year. And I'm recording this on December 26, 2020. Tomorrow will be one year since my Uncle Rex passed away of pancreatic cancer even a year later it's hard for me to say hard for me to talk about as you can guess we were very very close I grew up in California born in Nebraska just like Rex he moved out to California uh, in the military we'll talk about that more a little bit later anyways I grew up in California and Rex and Lynn his wife, were the only relatives that I knew very well. We would come back to Nebraska on vacations and get to see, you know, some of the cousins and the aunts and uncles and grandparents and that kind of thing, but we were the closest with Rex and Lynn. We did everything together. We went places, we had meals, we had good times, sad times, fun times, crazy times. And so many memories... Those are all memories now. Back in March, March 12th to be exact, of 2019, Rex went into the doctor on March 10th, and two days later, got the cancer diagnosis. Now, Aunt Lynn tells me that it was uh, barely even an inch, but it had protruded into his bile duct. If it had been inside the pancreas, they could have performed surgery and taken it out. Doctors gave him six months. God was gracious and gave Rex to us for an extra three. He lived nine months. I would say it's pretty easy to say that at least seven of those were pain-free. You would ask Rex, how's it going? He says, I'm pain-free. He didn't do chemo. He didn't do radiation. He did some herbal stuff uh, over the counter, just a lot of praying, and most of all, he kept his faith in God. And that's what got him through. The last couple months were tough, from what I hear. I did get to see him that August 2019. He passed away in December of 2019. Uncle Rex always did the family genealogy for everybody, and when they would pass away, he did dash between the dates. So for you, I will do dash between the dates for him. In other words, his obituary. Okay? Let's read this. This is one that I wrote for him. One of my heroes. Now, don't get me wrong. My mom and dad are my heroes as well. That's a whole other podcast. But Rex, I just looked up to, not only as an uncle, as a role model, as a Christian, as a man, as a friend. My friends even called him uncle. And he didn't mind that. Rex L. Salmon of Lemon Grove, California, Went to be with our Heavenly Father on December 27th, 2019. Rex was born on January 24th, 1938 at the home just outside Harvard, Nebraska to A.F. Shorty and Luella May Delano Salmon. Rex was the second of eight children. As a kid, Rex helped on the family farm and during that time he picked up animal noises. These noises became one of Rex's signatures, entertaining many with his animal sounds, including his famous Western Metal Arc.
Rex always loved doing impressions of people, animals, even musical instruments. As an adolescent, Rex started to work at the Aurora News Register newspaper as an apprentice. Upon graduating high school at Aurora High School in Nebraska in 1955, Rex enrolled at the University of Nebraska, majoring in what else? Journalism. After one year as a Husker, Rex decided to serve his country as a United States Marine. Duty called while he was attending the University of Nebraska in Lincoln on February of 1956, and military led Rex to San Diego, California. He was a sergeant in the Marine Corps and graduated from San Diego State in 1965. July 17, 1971. Rex was united in marriage to Lynn Ballast of Colorado. The couple resided in San Diego for the rest of their 48-plus years of marriage. Rex was the editor of three San Diego County newspapers. He retired from the San Diego Tribune in 1992, where he had been the photo editor, graphics editor, copy editor, and writer-photographer. Rex enjoyed family, playing cards, photography, and most of all, the love of Jesus. Rex always shared a love of Jesus with everybody, even if he didn't know the person. He played the piano, organ, painted, and sang in the church choir. Rex also brought joy to those around him and always wanted the best for everyone. Rex believed the acronym JOY, Jesus, Others, Then Yourself. That's exactly how he lived his life. Rex's contagious smile and unforgettable laugh, caring and loving heart, and sneeze, yes, really, if you knew him, Help make Rex the unique and special person he really was. Rex was preceded in death by his parents, older brother Steve and younger sister Pauline, Sam and Day, and brother-in-law Art Day Sr., and one infant niece, Dawn Day. Those left to cherish Rex's memories include his wife, Lynn, brothers Alvin and Marilyn Salmon of Giltner, Nebraska, Danny and Kay Salmon of Central City, Fred and Dee Dee Salmon of Aurora, Luann Salmon McDonald, and Dawn of Grand Allen, Benita Salmon and Bill Carlstrom of Polk, also left to cherish Uncle Rex, our many nieces and nephews. Memorials are suggested to donate to your local church or charities. Let's look back at the acronym JOY. Nothing described Rex more than that. He was a joy to be around. I honestly don't remember any time in my life, and I got a chance to know him for over 40 years, of him being angry. I saw him get frustrated. He kind of got, you know, yeah, he got frustrated. And I'm sure he got angry, but he had different ways of showing it. Rex also wasn't anybody's fool. He wouldn't let the wool be pulled over his eyes. But he was also very, very nice. Would bend over backwards, even though he wasn't very flexible. <laughs> he wouldn't bend over backwards and do anything for anybody at any time. That was Uncle Rex. Let me talk about one of my earliest memories of Rex. We moved to California, like I said, and I was almost four years old. And I don't remember a whole lot about that time, but when I was five, we moved to a different house. And we had my birthday. And Rex and Lynn came for my birthday. And um, Rex wrote me a check. And I think it was blue. Don't hold me to that. That was a long time ago. Rex and Lynn gave me a check from their bank for $5 for my birthday because I was five years old. I thought it was the coolest thing in the face of the earth. I had a check with my name on it. I didn't even want to cash it because I thought it was cool. But I did. That same year, my brother and I got chicken pox just a couple months later for Halloween. We were not able to go trick-or-treating. 
when you're five and seven years old, trick-or-treating is a pretty big deal. So while we were home with chicken pox, mom was taking care of us. Dad was working. Uncle Rex brought over what seemed to me a giant bag of candy. Now, looking back as a grown-up, it probably wasn't really that big. But as a five-year-old kid, it seemed huge. And so that's the memory I'm going to carry with me, that gigantic bandit bag of candy that he brought over for us, knowing that we couldn't trick-or-treat. I remember when I was a kid, uh, probably 10, 11 years old, we would go walking up in the hills. Rex and Lynn lived in a condo, and there was these beautiful hills behind them. And we would go walking in those hills, nature hikes, up to the top. There was different big rocks. My brother and I would try to run up and sit on the top, and Rex had a walking stick. Sometimes we saw some animals or creatures. And we saw a trapdoor spider one time. I think one time they saw a snake. I don't think I was there that time. One time he was, there was a bee swarming us, and he's, he's swung at the bee and ticked it off, and it stung me in the neck. <laughs> True, it did. He felt bad about it. He was just trying to swat the bee away, and it stung me. That's right, I got over it. A lot of times we would, I would bring friends with me. I said, hey, can I have friends come? He said, sure, the more the merrier. And these were early morning hikes. My mom would go sometimes. Um, and we'd go on hikes. And then we go back to his house. I remember one time we went back to his, his condo, and he made us pancakes. And they were fruit punch pancakes. You may cringe, but they weren't too bad. Rex was a pretty good cook as well. Later in his years, Rex really, really became a big Husker football fan. Now, he always liked football. He would come to our house in California, and we would watch Nebraska Cornhusker football. Those were some tough times. They weren't very good in the early 80s. I remember that. Even in the late 80s, they weren't very good. And Rex used to uh, come over and watch him and Lynn, and Dad would get frustrated and go in the garage. And as soon as he'd go in the garage, the tides would turn on the game, and the Huskers would start playing better. So we had a running joke in the family for years that every time the Huskers were playing bad, we told Dad to go to the garage, and they'd start playing better. We even had people calling us from Nebraska, family members, Telling us, hey, tell your dad to go out to the garage on a game we were losing. Rex got a big kick out of that. Rex's laugh was unique as he was. He'd, oh, oh, <laughs> oh boy. Stuff like that. If he, somebody, something happened really good, like when I told him I got a job. Oh, that's great. Great, he'd say. He wanted the best for everybody. One time... Rex found something in the trash at their apartment complex, and it was a little tiny, I don't know what you call it, pocket motorcycle type thing. And the only thing wrong with it was the plastic body on it that covered up the you know the frame and everything was broken, and somebody threw it away. The engine was still fine. And so a friend of mine fixed his car and wouldn't take any money, and so Rex said, well, can I give you that motorcycle or something? And my friend said, yeah, I'll take it. Well, the funny part was my friend was about six foot four, and this was a pocket bike racer, and I'm five foot nine, and it was small for me. So my friend Dave had to bend the handlebars out to the front, and we would drive it up and down Dave's street, <laughs> about thirty miles an hour. I remember going to Padre games, Padre baseball games with Uncle Rex. He wasn't even a fan, really. He wanted to just go and hang out with me. 
how do I know he wasn't a big fan? Because we'd get to the games and he would ask questions like, why isn't that a hit? A guy would ground the ball to a shortstop or second baseman. They'd throw him out at first. He'd be out. Rex said he hit the ball. Why isn't it called a hit? I said, well, if that was the case, everybody would be batting 1,000. It's only a hit if you get on base. And I tell him, what about a base hit? He says, okay, that works. He understood double, triple, and home run, but he didn't understand why when the guy hit the ball and got out, it still wasn't counted as a hit. He hit the ball. And he had a good point. The guy did hit the ball, but he didn't get on base with it, so it wasn't a base hit. He had other questions about baseball. Didn't bother me at all. Talking about my Uncle Rex Salmon. It was a year ago, December 27th, 2019, that Rex passed away of pancreatic cancer. Doctors gave him six months. We got him for nine. I went out last August, 2019, and I got to see him. I wasn't there very long. But between him and some of my friends, I went to some baseball games. Another memory I have of Rex is one time we were walking, and I believe it was down by Seaport Village in San Diego. And a man approached us, perhaps homeless, and said, Sir, do you have any money you can give me? Something to that effect. And keep in mind about this time, I I was a grown-up. I understood what was going on. And Rex said, well, who's your Lord and Savior? And the guy looked at him, said, pardon me? He says, who's your Lord and Savior? And the guy said, well, of course, Jesus is. Jesus is my Lord. And Rex says, okay, God bless. This is from him. And he gave the guy some money. I don't know, a couple bucks, five bucks, whatever it was. But he wanted him to earn it. He wanted him to know that the money was from Jesus, not from Rex. Also, in my early years, uh, Rex would some p- pick me up, and I, I was probably 14, 15 years old, and we'd go to coin club meetings. Now, I wasn't really into coins too much, but again, it was time to spend with my uncle, and I did learn some things about coins. We'd have a good time. I remember he would pick me up, and we would stop at a grocery store and pick up an entire box of ice cream bars, or two. We would down them all before we got there because they would melt in the car otherwise. Rex loved ice cream. So did I. We would down all the ice cream bars, whether it be eight or ten, whatever there were. (laughs) We would down the ice cream bars before we got to the meeting. That's fun, right? That's great stuff. Rex and Lynn were like second parents to me. They always looked out for me, whether I was a kid, I was a grown-up. They got me a place in their apartment complex. Uh, Helped me find a job through some of their friends. Just wanted the best of everyone. They always... They took me to their church and helped introduce me to God that way as well, which my parents did as well. We didn't go to church very often, and sometimes I was reluctant to go with both my parents or my aunt and uncle. But as I got older, I realized, hey, I shouldn't be reluctant because God's always there for us, and he's always been there, and that's Rex's point of view as well. I had a couple chances to interview my uncle on the radio, which was a great joy for me. I'm so happy and so privileged to have this treasured audio of Rex's voice on the radio. I talked to him about an organization called San Diegans for Nebraska, where they were people from San Diego that would get together and watch the Husker games in San Diego. And of course, Rex didn't just go. Rex didn't just run the thing. Rex put it all into Rex mode. He would decorate the place. He played the fight song and they get into the red zone or the end zone. He would have lucky corn from Nebraska that people could rub to help him score touchdowns. 
One time or two times, they froze Runzas, which you can't get in California, from Nebraska and sent them in. Fairbury hot dogs they froze, sent them in. I went a couple times. You would swear you were in Nebraska, and you walk outside and it's 70 degrees out. It was an amazing experience. It was a fun time. He did that. Him and Lynn did that for many, many years. They spent a lot of time on it. Rex got older, passed it on to somebody else, and then uh, he still went till the end. As long as he could go with his health, he did. All right, on the phone, I've got my uh, Uncle Rex Salmon from uh, San Diego, and he heads up the San Diegans for Nebraska. And give us a little synopsis about what the organization is first, and then we'll talk about the website. Well, it's a group of, uh, we have about 360 now members, and uh, about half of them are alumni, and some have attended, and some are uh, uh, just from Nebraska, and they live out here. So uh, we get together uh, for every game, and we have a Husker den. We decorate it and put uh, signs up for Husker and flags and pennants, and uh, uh, we've had people visit from Nebraska, and they say, hey, if you can't be at the game, be here at the McGregor's Grill, where we meet, at the Husker Den. Yeah, that's, it's the next best thing. I've been there many times myself, and it's a lot of fun, because you play the fight song every time there's a touchdown, you guys touch the lucky corn, uh, you know, it's all decorated. You swear you're in Lincoln, and then you walk outside, and you got San Diego weather. That's right. You walk around, yeah. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, you mentioned the corn. Yeah, we have the corn right, which uh, every time a touchdown or a field goal, we uh, run around with corn that came from Nebraska. You know, you're the corn, and we touch that. So first time people look up and say, wonder what this corn's doing there, and then they realize, oh, corn huskers. And then they touch it, and after that, they say, hey, you missed me. You know, so it's, it's exciting. Well, you, you kind of got into the. How did you get into this? Because you didn't start the organization, but you, you're into it now, and you're kind of running the whole thing. How did you get into it? Uh. I found out it was there, and I joined. And in the meantime, the one that did start it, because she was looking for a friendly atmosphere and uh, for uh, the Huskers to meet. And uh, uh, she was formerly of the Alumni Association, but they're kind of, uh, you know, stale over there, and they weren't doing anything exciting, and they didn't have a good place. So she found this uh, place where we can have her do her own thing. And even though we're not associated, we promote Nebraska maybe more than the Alumni Association does here in San Diego, even though we don't have scholarships. But uh, we in San Diego promote uh, Cornhuskers. Right, definitely. And I, I remember one time you guys even froze Runzas and had them sent in. Yes, that's true. Uh, with uh, Fairberry hot dogs, too. Yeah. Yes, we did. Yeah. And that was an exciting time, and people really, <laughs> really uh, blew their minds when they say, hey, you get Fairberry here, right here in San Diego. So. Yeah, that's pretty funny. And Runzas, of course, you can't have those on the West yeah. Coast. All right, let's talk about yeah. the website here a little bit, Uncle Rex. And you do a great job on the website. It's SD and then the number 4NE, uh-huh. all one word, SD4 ne.com and there's all kinds of cool things on there recently you got pictures of the uh, bowl game too yes yes you look under uh, uh nebraska clemson uh and when you get on the, the website uh, as you go there's a lot of things to look click on almost everything and you'll see something but you want to go right to the games click uh the mouse has to bite the corn at the bottom of the page and click that twice and then you'll see 2008 schedule and you go to that and the bottom on clemson it's nebraska and clemson so uh, you open that up, there's probably about uh, 20 inches of uh, photos and things there. And uh, it's the only website that I know of in the whole nation that uh, emphasizes the players and uh, uh, features them. And not just the name. We have pictures of them playing and then a mugshot of them and tell a little about them. So uh, to me, I'm, I'm a graphic designer and a photographer. And to me, I put this all together and I do it to make uh, exciting pages for the Huskers. And they are. They're very nice pages. I looked at them yesterday, and they're not just these little tiny photos. They're huge photos. They're very detailed. You even circled some things in some of the photos to tell what's going on, and yeah. you got some little jokes on there and some very uh, good articles as well. So Yeah. So, yeah, the, when they, uh, some like uh, Peterson made this fantastic finger touch, 
Uh, we have a picture of that. Uh, but no one came up with a, the one-hand touch that uh, Mc, uh, McNeil made, Mike McNeil. But uh, I have his mug there saying that he made a one-hand touch, you know, pass. Uh, so, uh, uh, but it, it's a uh, exciting page, and uh, it, most people probably don't know it exists even. So uh, we don't. Uh, so that's why uh, I'm going to call the coach and uh, have him tell the, the people about. I mean, the players about. Uh, you know, what we really have here. Well, yeah, and it's something I'm sure that uh, Polini would like to hear about. It's sd4ne.com. You guys can check it out. There's all kinds of cool things. It's got the Husker Fight song. If you want to hear it, it's on there. There's pictures. Uh, you know, there's editorials. There's uh, there's yeah. ways you can email Uncle Rex and tell him things, uh, maybe, you know, ideas. He's always open for ideas or things you like, that kind of thing. sd4ne.com. Thanks for coming on with me. Hey, thank you much. All right, go Big Red. Okay. Rex liked playing cards. We would always play Canasta. I'd get with him and his friends, Paul and Dave. I was the fourth wheel. They would always whip me. Every time. I don't think I ever beat them. But we had fun. We played partners. Sometimes Rex and I were partner. Sometimes Dave and I. Sometimes Paul and I. But they had fun playing those cards. We always played canasta. Rex gave me my own canasta kit. He would do anything for anybody. Rex made a book about my oldest daughter when she was a kid. He hadn't even met her at the time. We sent him pictures, and he made a story with photographs and some Photoshop work and made a terrific book about my oldest daughter. He later got to meet her. Not too much later, because she was still pretty small, but also got to meet my second daughter for the first and only time. She was about one year old. He held her. That's the first time I've ever seen Rex held a baby. He said he will hold babies, but he never changed a diaper, and that was one of his claims to fame is he said he wanted on his tombstone and he was joking, but here lies Rex. I never changed a diaper. Even with all those brothers and sisters that were younger than him, he never changed a diaper. I'm sure all of his brothers and sisters have memories of Rex, whether it helped paying for an item or, you know, bringing him out. You know, my dad talked a couple times about bringing him out as a kid and letting him hang out at the military base, and just some good times they had together. I have friends that have memories of Rex playing cards with him and just hanging out. Rex and Lynn would always include my friends. One time Lynn got a a uh, bowling. She won some kind of bowling contest or something and got to take a bunch of people bowling. And she says, bring some of your friends. And so we went and we bowled, and it was all taken care of on this contest, I, I believe, and they just included everybody. Um, they're very nice people, very Christian people. Tried to find the best in everyone. Both Rex and Lynn did that. Lynn's having a hard time with it. Uh, you know, it's 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 tough. You've been married to somebody for over forty years, and that person's gone. There's memories all around your house of that person, but you also remember the person's last week or so of their life and what they went through like Rex did where he couldn't speak my dad was so thankful that he got to speak to his oldest living brother about I think it was about 10-12 days two weeks something like that maybe three weeks before he died shortly thereafter Rex couldn't communicate very much with words anymore that was the last conversation they had I still have Uncle Rex's email. I can't delete it out of my email. I had his phone number for a long time on my cell phone, but I've switched cell phones from then and I've lost it. 
My mom still has it in hers. Rex was like a big brother to her as well. And he, she was like a little sis. In fact, he would call her little sis. I remember Rex and Lynn coming to our house to eat one time, and they were enjoying the meal, and we had video cameras going, and we'd play cards. Sometimes they would play pitch. We'd watch Husker games. Come over for all the birthdays, holidays. One time I won Citizen of the Month or Citizen of the Week at school for good behavior. Rex came to that. He used to bring me blank newsprint when I was five, six years old from the newspaper and let me make my own newspapers. It was, I believe it was pre-cut. Nothing printed on it, just folded up, I think, and he would bring it and I could draw my own pictures and, and make my, and I would make my own cameras out of cardboard. I would take a piece of cardboard, flat piece of cardboard, cut a hole in it, and use a toilet paper roll as my lens, draw the buttons on and make my own camera. Well, guess what I do for a living now? Journalism. Photography, just like Rex did. When I got to freelancing, I had the writing skills, but I didn't have the necessity of having the journalism schooling that I needed. Well, guess what? I had my own personal editor. Even though he was 2,000 miles away or more in San Diego, I would call Rex and walk him, or he'd walk me through a story, or he would take my story and make notes on it and email it back to me. I had my own personal editor who made me into a great writer. Rex himself was a terrific writer, terrific photographer. He did painting. He could sing very well. He did voices, sound effects. Had a very unique sneeze. I'm going to give you that right there. We all have our memories of Uncle Rex. He was one of my best friends. It's hard to believe it's been a year. But I saw this and I wanted to share this with you guys. And I think it's I think it's a couple good Bible verses to help us get through. Bible verses about grieving, and there's nothing wrong with grieving. All right? Yes, it's been a year. It doesn't get much easier, does it? No. Because him and I would talk the last year, even before he found out he had cancer, we'd probably talk maybe once a week, whether it be email or, or call. We were very, very close. Like I said, he was one of my heroes. It's hard to lose a hero. It really is. Think of this, though. Psalm thirty-four, eighteen: The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. How about 2 Corinthians 1, 3, and 4? Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. So in other words, we help out each other. That's what we did. We pulled together as a family when we found out Rex was, was dying and when then Rex actually passed away. I remember getting... The message from my aunt. I knew he had, he was towards the end of his life. And he wasn't doing well. And then finally she, you know, it, it happened. And she texted me and, and told me and sent me a picture. Um, he had passed away at home peacefully. Her by his side, by his side on December 27th, 2019. 
So I mentioned two times I've had radio Rex on my radio show. This is the second time I had Rex on. Uh, Rex was always interested in other languages, especially Russian. Even as a young man, he was interested in Russian. Him and Antlin went to Russia once. They brought me back a Coke can from the McDonald's of Russia. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, later, he took some Russian courses. He even taught and tutored students in Russian when he was in his 70s. And so I had Rex come on the radio and talk a little Russian. Here is that conversation. Well, so, yeah, it's Russian language day. So I thought, hey, uh, he speaks Russian. Uh-huh. Let's give Uncle Rex a call. Okay. All right. So I want you to say something. First of all, when did you learn Russian? I started in uh, college. I was in the third. I started. But then I've been learning all the way along. I've taken, uh, have tutors. One tutor um, knew seven languages. Wow. He was, he was also a professor. And so I studied him. And then there's. Russians who uh, live here that I take lessons from and talk talk to them. So I see. When did you become pretty fluent, though? It was well. I don't know. I traveled there in '90. Yeah. I worked my way around through the taxi drivers and uh, people, and in in Estonia, uh, Tallinn, uh, they would speak to me in Russian, but they wouldn't speak to the Russians in Russian because the Russians had overpowered the country, so they only want to speak uh, uh, Estonian. Oh wow. There, but uh, so. Anyway, it's an interesting language. Yeah, no kidding. Now, yep. you, uh, you've you also given lessons too, right? But give lessons, yes. Huh? Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. still do that? No, I haven't a uh, long time. Huh? Okay, I didn't think so, but thought I'd uh-huh. check with you. All right, so I want yeah. you to... Just, Beginning I, Russian, I, I, I do that, yeah. Okay, so give us something in Russian. Well, good morning is dobre utro. Dobre means good. Okay. And utro is morning. Dobre Utro, and then uh, good afternoon is Dobri Din. Din means day, and then Dobri Dobri Vecher means good evening. Very good. Now, can you say Josh? How do you say Josh in Russian? It just be Josh. It is Josh. Okay. Uh, you just say nice to see you. Rad Rad Tevyavidyet. It's nice to see you. So okay. Okay. We'll, we'll leave it at that. But all right. So uh, how about how about nice to see you? Is how are you? Yeah. And. Uh, um, what's your name? Kakvasavut. What is your name? And you would say, Minyazavut. My name is Josh. Oh, there you go. Minya, Minyazavut. Josh. Minyazavut. My name is Josh. There you go. And Min- Spasiba, thank you. So, uh, there's it, it, some interesting, um, uh, and well, the, you'd be scared to death just looking at the word because they have their totally, uh, you know, the alphabet they have. It, uh, uh, is uh, amazing. Um, some some other word here is uh, a pajalista means you're welcome. Huh. Spasiba, thank you. Um, Interesting. Thank you very much. Now, when you went to Russia in 1990, didn't you guys stop to take a picture or something? Or and you turn around, and there's a bunch of people lined up behind you because they were used to lining up for things. Uh, if I remember yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, that that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. See lines everywhere. Yeah. You were, yep. you were just stopping to take a picture or something and take yeah. a few pictures and turn around. There's people behind me. Yep. So yeah. pretty, pretty funny. Uh, oh, and like dosvidanya is goodbye. But if you just want to say bye bye, you just say uh, paka. 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 That means bye bye. All right. Well, there you go. My Uncle Rex in San Diego speaking Russian for us. And so I'm going to tell you paka for today. Okay. All right. That's a good word. Thank you. Thank you. Some of the moments you hear of Rex making sound effects and talking are on a video that his good friend Ken Stone made in Rex's memory. Ken was a 
former co-worker of Rex's, I believe. I never got a chance to meet Ken. I did meet quite a few of Rex's friends, but uh, didn't get to meet Ken. So thank you, Ken, for making the video. If you folks would like to watch it, just go to YouTube and type in Rex Salmon. A drip, a drip of water, yeah. That's the drip. And back home we have uh, cisterns, and they would be 75 feet down, and the water's dripping down in here, and you hear an echoing back. That's what it sounds like. It's tough for me. It really is. I tell my kids about Uncle Rex. He always sent them presents and prizes, and he talked to him on the phone. Always make funny sound effects. And he enjoyed kids. He enjoyed his nieces and nephews. You know, he was always a big kid at heart, really. If you think about it, he really was. He was silly. He could be serious when he needed to be. But he wanted to bring joy to everybody around him. Jesus, others, yourself. That's what Rex did. Did he ache? Sure. Did he have pains? Sure. Did, was he sad like the rest of us? Sure. He's human. Did he bleed? Yeah. Did he let you know it? No. He always wanted the best for everyone. Even when he found out he was going to die of pancreatic cancer. There's no cure for pancreatic cancer when he found out in March of 2019. Doctors gave him six months, which would have been September. I saw him in August. He lived till December. I got a picture of my Uncle Rex. You can see it here on the podcast. He made some pictures of of my kids. And we held them up. And Aunt Lynn took a picture of us. This was the last picture I have with Uncle Rex. I knew when him and Aunt Lynn dropped me off at the airport a couple days later, I gave him a hug. And I just knew, and I'm sure he knew too, that that was the last time we would physically see each other on this earth. Now, the key words there are on this earth. We could all be reunited up in heaven, in God's glorious kingdom. And guess what? Rex knew he was going to die, but he kept faith in God and said, Jesus is a healer. He will heal me. Don't worry about me. I'm fine. I'll be with him soon. And you won't have any more pain or sorrows or medical problems. Rex was... In his 80s when he passed away. He had a good, long, full life. Of course, we don't ever want anybody to go. But those of us that did know him are so happy and so privileged and so lucky to have known Rex. He was loud. He was could be silly. But his heart was as big as his personality. That's Uncle Rex. I'm going to wrap up the show with a poem I wrote about Uncle Rex. Here it is. The time was coming. It was drawing near. He said, Jesus is in control. Have no fear. He kept positive until the end. God took my hero. I'm on the mend. Oh, the talks and laughs we had. He was also always joyful, never ever sad. A kid at heart, some would say, up to the end when he went that day. He put others ahead of himself, never questioned the hand he was dealt. He made me laugh and sometimes sigh. I'm happy to have known this wonderful guy. For we are related. He is my dad's brother. 
He was most unique, like no other. I relish all the times we shared. Almost 40 years of memories I bear. Now he's with our maker above. He has no pain and still my love. When you lose a hero, it's never easy. When I heard the news, I got queasy. I'm thankful he was part of my life to be like him the way I strive. My parents have said for many years there's a lot of characteristics that I have that remind them of Rex. Did it rub off? Sure. Did they mind? Not at all. Not one bit. I do sound effects. I do voices. I'm silly at heart. Journalism. <laughs> he was a big influence on me growing up. And I, you know, wanted to be like him. And I wanted to be like my dad. And I got a little bit of both of them. And there's nothing wrong with either one of those things. If you didn't know Rex, I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. You missed out on a wonderful, wonderful man. If you did, you have stories. You have stories you could go on for hours about. Funny times. The time him and dad pulled the airport prank. You'll have to ask about that one another time. That was pretty funny. Sincere times. Whatever your memory is, you have plenty of memories of Uncle Rex. And we all do. And now you have another one. It's been one year. One year. He doesn't walk this planet anymore. But you know what? He has no pain. He has no anger. He's up in heaven with our maker. And I guarantee he's happy. Sure, I'm sure he misses us. Just as we miss him. But he also doesn't want us to be sad. He wants us to be happy. Be glad. Live our lives and take care of each other. I think that's the message he would send. God bless you all. This isn't the last Salmon Says Podcast of the year. I'll do my best of on the next episode to wrap up 2020. Thank you very much for listening to the Salmon Says Podcast this year. By the way, I've had over a thousand listens to all my episodes. So thank you. If you don't listen to any more episodes besides this one, if you've never heard my podcast, I'm fine with that. This is the most important one I have done or will ever do. So keep that in mind. God bless.